What's up, friends? If you're listening to this on the day it drops, it's Halloween. Yay! For a day filled with candy and dressing up, really, in my kids' minds, like, there is no better day the entire year. My family, we don't subscribe to the history behind Halloween and why we celebrate it, but we do partake in the fun of dressing up and eating candy. And to be honest with you guys, when it comes to the dressing up, my family is super extra about this. My boys, I mean, they love dressing up around the year. We have superheroes, Pokemon, animals, like you name it, the boys dress up as it. And for Halloween, we like to get in on the game. My husband and I join in. We have a whole family costume. We've done things like Guardian of the Galaxies, Spider-Verse, Batman and Robin with Joker and Harley Quinn. That was last year. That was super fun. (laughs) This year, so far, the plan is to be sloths with flash capes (laughs) because the boys wanted to be sloths. And then my husband started teasing him and said, well, that's going to be really fun, except it'll be sad when we can only go to three houses because sloths move so slow. (laughs) And so my little boys being the genius minds that they are said, well, then obviously we'll just put on a flash cape and then we can be fast sloths. (laughs) So that's the plan. We'll see what we actually end up doing. Now I like Halloween, but I'm no fool when it comes to this special event because my kids, I understand why they love it so much. I mean, we go door to door and get free candy. What kid doesn't think that that is heaven on earth? I'll I'll never forget last year, we took the boys trick-or-treating and my youngest turned around after going to one house and said, mama, have you ever seen me this happy? (laughs) And you know, I had it. (laughs) Really through the eyes of a little kid, what is there not to love? (laughs) Now, when we returned home last year from trick-or-treating, I had to really sit and think through how I want to approach this sort of eating event because I look at it through a few different lenses. So on the one hand, I'm a mom and I want the best for my kids. Now that breaks out into two different parts, right? Like I want them to enjoy this eating experience and just be a kid. I mean, I remember eating boatloads of candy as a kid and it was so fun. So there's a part of me that wants that for them. And then there's the part of me that's like the responsible mom side that knows having this huge dose of candy before bed is not great for their body. They don't sleep as well. It impacts their behavior the next day. It's something that I don't want them to get in the habit of. Then as a dietitian, I've got a few lenses I see it through as well. On the one hand, there's nothing about binging on candy that is good for your body. (laughs) Like we'll do that and we get negative biofeedback and you'll see that show up in the quality of sleep, like I mentioned, their behavior. I mean, anyone who's done this can relate that when you get that sugar high, it might feel like kind of energetic at first, but then over time you crash and you feel pretty, I mean, you feel crappy. (laughs) There's really no other word for it. Uh, But so then there's this other lens I have, which is from my eating disorder training. And I know I don't want to instill this restrictive mindset in my kids. Like I don't want them to ever think that they can't have or enjoy or partake in these eating events. So instead, what I'm working to do, and I'm not perfect at it, but I'm trying really hard, is to lay this empowered eating foundation in my boys at a very, very early age. I want to teach them how to be curious about their biofeedback. I want to give them room to maybe eat a little too much and see what their body says, and then reinforce doing it differently next time without shame, like doing it from a science-based biofeedback mindset. Of course, I do not use those words with my boys. <laughs> I'm using more um, like colorful language and I use superheroes to help demonstrate what the different roles of macronutrients are. I like to think of how Dr. Seuss might explain 
nutrition and health to little kids. I mean, I am no word wizard like he is, but I would imagine he would come up with some like crafty rhythmic rhyme talking about this balance of like having some and having fun, but not so much that you turn into some, I don't know, made up mythical creature with a fun (laughs) Dr. Seuss name. So this is the approach I'm taking again today as my kids go out trick-or-treating and we embark on collecting bagfuls and boatloads of candy. We're going to work on a little empowered eating lesson at the end of the day. Whether or not they're going to be as excited about this as I am, I don't know. (laughs) But I'm going to do it anyway because I want to raise empowered eaters. So I want to invite you guys to join me in this empowered eating mentality as we start to enter food season. I call it the, I call it food season because as much as it's holiday season, I think it's food season. I mean, there is food popping up starting today into Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and I think it goes all the way until Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving, um, the heart holiday, Valentine's Day. <laughs> I had a little brain fart there. So I, food is everywhere, and I want you to feel empowered going into that. Not only empowered with your food decisions, but empowered in your body. That is why I'm going to be offering you guys a free workshop, totally free. I want you to feel empowered, confident, strong in your body without obsessing over food, without wasting time on diets. And I want to walk you through it. So if you guys are interested in that, you can join me live on November 10th at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to try to join me live. I'll be there to help you guys out. But I'm so excited to bring that to you guys totally free. Details can be found in the links in the show notes, and I'll also be sending it out for anyone who is on the email list. I cannot wait to talk about what we're diving into today. We are going to start equipping you with the tools to go into Halloween and the holiday season with this beautiful balance of discipline and sprinkles of flexibility. This way we don't throw our hands in the air and be like kids on Halloween night and just overindulge, right? Because that's going to leave us feeling really, really bad. And at the same time, we want to be able to give ourselves enough permission to enjoy this holiday season while not taking it so far that we start going into that shame spiral or it impacts our energy and our body in a negative way. I know it is possible to enjoy holiday foods while setting appropriate boundaries and maintaining some of the health habits we've worked so hard to create and instill over the course of this year. I know we can do it all. And I've got three to-dos on how to get you started on that today. Friends, we're talking about how to not swing from restrictive eating to letting it all go and what you can do different this holiday season. Hey awesome, yeah, I'm talking to you. I know you're ready to stop falling into diet culture traps and finally put together a realistic plan on how to boost your energy. You might feel stuck because you can't quite kick the chocolate habit. The whole body love thing isn't getting the job done. Or maybe you're at an impasse because you are pushing it in the gym, but you can't figure out how and what to eat. How many times have you Googled best diet and found that the latest trend has failed you? Hey girl, I'm Jess registered dietitian, wife, mama, and total science and nutrition research junkie. I too used to be stuck in the cycle of insecurity and never feeling like my body was good enough. Then I tried to fix it with food only to end up right back where I started. I did some really hard work. I found food freedom, but then I was confused on how to eat healthy and get fit without falling back into diet culture crazy. I wish someone would have taught me the difference between discipline and obsession. I wanted to be the healthiest version of myself by balancing healthy eating with food freedom. Like how do I actually eat healthy, get fit, and have donuts with my kids? It wasn't until I figured out this awesome balance between discipline and permission, the art of intentional eating with sprinkles of flexibility. 
the Empowered Eating Model was born. Here on the show, we nix diet culture while creating values-based health goals. We reconnect with how our body responds to food through biofeedback, all the while figuring out a plan on how to get healthy and fit without sacrificing the most meaningful parts of life. Sustainability doesn't mean never eating your favorite foods again. I mean, pizza is life, right? (laughs) We are here to finally not just feel comfortable, but confident in our body. I am so excited to fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com and grab my three steps to empowered eating guide totally free. Or hop onto my e-course, Food Foundations, to get the step-by-step deets on how I got here. All right, you ready to take your inner awesome to the next level? So grab that cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, because girl, it's time to go. All right, friends, if you are one of these people who swing from not allowing yourself to have candy, not allowing, not allowing, and all of a sudden Halloween hits and that's all you want and you're like, give me the candy and you're stealing your kid's candy, (laughs) trying to get it, you're eating the candy, you're about to pass out, and then you feel so sick and then you feel like you got to pay for it the next day, it's that pendulum swing. I want you to know you're not alone. So many humans struggle with this and I think, you know, we get stuck in this cycle Because the food is something that we give it power and we think we cannot have it. And if you think of little kids, like if I told my little boys, you can't have candy or you can only have one piece of candy and I enter their their Halloween experience with that restrictive mindset, what do you think they're going to do if they're left unattended with the candy? They are going to sneak it. I don't, you know, don't tell me your kid wouldn't because they (laughs) would. It's just in our nature to want things that are pleasurable, especially if they're marked with a label that we can't have them. And so when it comes to Halloween candy and entering this holiday season, my mission over the next few weeks is I want to help you guys stop this pendulum swing and maintain a level of stability throughout the season because I think you're going to enjoy it more. So today I'm talking about how to stop this swing and what to do different this holiday season and I'm so excited. This is actually just the start. Beginning next week I will be doing a three-part series called Happy Holiday Eating where we will be breaking down all the hot holiday topics like how to maintain your health over the holidays, quality versus quantity, that great debate balancing health and fun over the holiday season, how to prevent overeating and binging, what do you do about weight gain, like all of that. We're going to dive into all the topics. So stay tuned in the next few weeks as we break down the happy holiday eating series. But as for today, we're talking about the first three steps you can do to do things differently this holiday season. Starting today, starting with Halloween, if you have plans to go out with your kids, this is something that you can start doing right now just to set the tone for the next couple months, the next few weeks as we enter food holiday season. So what I want to do is walk you through these three steps. And this is something that I do one-on-one with clients. This is pulled from my Food Foundations e-course. It is based on the empowered eating model. Now, if you aren't familiar with the empowered eating model, maybe you're new here. First of all, hi, welcome. I'm glad you're here. If you have been here before, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this. The empowered eating model is ultimately the model I operate under and how I help people make these values-based, faith-led health goals. And that's layering three things on top of each other. First and foremost, we have to have our goals and our health goals be values-based. And we have to make sure those values are values we have chosen. They're not values that have been imposed on us from family, maybe culture. That's where a lot of like the diet culture stuff comes in as they tell us we are supposed to value our physical silhouette or being skinny above other things. But I think it's super important to clear that stuff out 
and get clear on what you want health to look like in your life and how that plays into your values. So that's number one. Number two is the science, the nutrition science piece. And this is where, you know, I get nerdy and my work comes in. It's really fun for me to live in this world. But this is only a piece of it. Beyond that, we also have to pull in your own biofeedback. So it's values-based, science-supported, and biofeedback-adjusted eating. It's an incredible way to live. This is how I live. This is what I'm working to teach my kids. And the beauty of it all is there is no perfect way to do it. There is no arriving at empowered eating. Instead, it's a journey. It's something that we continue to learn as we go. And honestly, we change as we age and our life is in different circumstances. We're in different seasons. So it's something that you can carry with you no matter where you are, no matter what season you're in in life. Okay, so first three steps. Let's get started on what we can do today entering into Halloween. So number one is establish your priorities In order to have values-based and faith-led health goals for this season and for the holiday season coming up, we need to get really clear on what this looks like specifically for us. Because believe me, there will be distractions, there will be lots popping up over the next season, and then of course we enter, you know, January, which is weight loss season, which is a whole other thing. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) But we need to be clear on what success and values-based faith-led health goals look like for you in the next couple months. So I want you to pause. Imagine yourself on December 31st. So we're getting ready to go into 2023. So fast forward to that. I want you to imagine yourself sitting at your kitchen, in your living room, somewhere you like to be within your home environment. Maybe you're by a Christmas tree. In my case, it would be by five Christmas trees. (laughs) I have a lot. So I want you to reflect on the previous two months. What do you see? How did you care for yourself amidst the holiday season? How did you see yourself come together with others around food? How did you lean into trusting the process and having faith that your body was divinely crafted and that it can handle some of the extra goodies that are around? In what ways did you steward your energy to create a present, enjoyable, generous holiday season? Outside of food, what did you get out of this holiday season? Take a minute to reflect on these. You might notice some positive things come up, maybe some negative things. Maybe you imagine yourself sitting there on December 31st reflecting on how you struggled and things went wrong and you feel really terrible. Now you're feeling like you have to make up for it going into 2023. If that's the case, guess what? Friends, it's not December 31st. You have time to rewrite that story. You're in charge of how the next few months go and we can set that intention now. Maybe you had some positive things pop up. Like maybe you envisioned yourself maintaining a lot of the goals you've set. You feel like you're in a really good place and you want to carry it on. Awesome. Let's get clear on what needs to happen to make that happen so that you can be sitting there on December 31st by your one or five Christmas trees and feel really good about going into 2023. For every single person, this is going to look different. And so I think of all my different clients and I have like different categories of clients. I have, I'm going to call her motivated Molly. I have weight loss Wendy and recovery Rachel. And each of these categories, while they don't capture the nuances of each individual, they do have these like umbrella characteristics that I think people can relate to. Okay. So motivated Molly, this is the person who had a great 2022. Like she hit her goals, she took her health farther than she's ever taken it, and she feels like her strongest and healthiest self going into this holiday season. She may decide that for the next couple months, for November and December, she wants to maintain 
the success she has accomplished thus far. And it's a great time for her to continue like pulling her goals into the holiday season and seeing how they fit, seeing how she can now just make this healthy version of her a way of life, regardless of what's going on around her. So that might be motivated Molly. Maybe you relate to her. Then we've got weight loss Wendy. Weight loss Wendy has worked hard all year long to hit some of her weight loss goals. And she's super nervous going into the holidays. She is like, I love the holidays. There's food everywhere. I'm coming off a year of, you know, really focusing on eating healthy. And I'm so nervous that all this food is going to be around. For her, going into the holidays might look a little bit different. For weight loss Wendy, she might decide to set some practices that help her maintain the progress she has made on her weight loss journey thus far. And perhaps put some of the weight loss on hold. And she just learns to incorporate a lot of the newer, healthier habits into this season. But adjust her expectations knowing that she's going to want to partake in some of the festivities. Or maybe you're Recovery Rachel and you've been struggling with an eating disorder. And holidays are just like anxiety central. (laughs) Food, family, and family may be good or bad. But there is this chaos and like overwhelm that comes with the holiday season. For Recovery Rachel, I want to invite her to pull faith into her goals this season. And whatever walk of faith you have, friends, I I truly believe that your walk is your walk. But when I say faith, I mean leaning into trusting the process, trusting that your body was beautifully and divinely crafted and that it can handle the holiday season. Trusting that you deserve grace just as much as you would give it to your best friend, to your spouse, to your family. Like you deserve that space to not do things perfectly. And then some tactical tips for recovery, Rachel, would include things like mindfulness practices so you feel present when you're with the food and don't feel like it's going to run out of control. It helps combat some of that general fear we feel around food and also some solid self-care routines. When holidays come up and there's a lot of stress, it's super important to have that self-care laid out and mapped out and prioritized, whether that's eating certain meals at certain times or exercise routines. I mean, for everybody, that's going to look different. Again, these are general examples, but all of this to say that if you relate more to Motivated Molly, clearly your goals and your priorities over the next couple months are going to be very different than Weight Loss Wendy's or Recovery Rachel's goals and priorities. The key is to get clear on what you are after. Because trust me, like I said, there's going to be so many distractions. Everybody's going to be talking about all the food and how fat it makes them. I mean, it just drives me nuts. I'm like, can we not just eat food and enjoy it and decide to eat or not decide decide not to eat it? Like, don't just sit there and talk about it and invite other people into the misery. Like, let's just be. <laughs> oh, drives me crazy. There's going to be lots and lots of that. So we need to get clear on where we stand. One of the things that I look to for confirmation that you're on the right path is that you feel peace in your journey. Like you feel that you're on the right path because there is a sense of peace and comfort that comes with working and focusing on that particular intention for the holiday season. We talk about this in Food Foundations. I have journal prompts where I ask students to explore their health in relation to each of their values. It's a super powerful exercise. If you've taken Food Foundations, I want to invite you to go back to this module and revisit your values. Rejournal how health fits into your values, specifically thinking about the next couple months and how you want to be sitting come December 31st. And if you haven't taken Food Foundations, okay, it's a really good time to start. Most people wait until January to start this stuff, but I am a huge, huge believer that you got to start now. You have got to pull 
the health intention and the clarity of mind into your aura, your being, your existence now. Holiday season is something that if we go into autopilot or we go into auto mode, it can really set us up to start these pendulum swings come January. And I don't want that for y'all. It's just, it's an exhausting place to live. So if you haven't signed up for Food Foundations, head on over to JessBrownRD.com, click on courses, you can get all the details there. Okay, so that's number one. Get clear on your priorities. Number two, know your needs. Guys, this is the nutrition science piece. I think of it like knowing your budget. When we sit down for the holiday season, before we go Christmas shopping, before we buy all the presents, we set a budget. If you go into holiday season swiping your credit or debit card for every little thing you see and want or that appeals to you, which I mean, you walk into Target in 2.5 seconds, there's so many things in the dollar section. I, I can walk into Target and spend literally $40 without even fully walking into the store. If we do this, friends, we are going to have a hefty bill that we have to pay come January. I see many parallels with money and our own nutrition budget. On the one hand, we want to have a mindset of abundance and trust that we will have enough. And then on the other, we have to be logical and wise on how we want to live within our means. I believe it's the same for nutrition and our nutrition budget. If we eat and enjoy and indulge every little thing that is presented to us over the holiday season, we will likely have a hefty health bill that we have to pay come January. So in efforts to keep us from surprise or unwanted bills come January, come the new year, let's set our budget. Let's get acquainted with what our body needs through the nutrition science lens. Let's get that locked in. Friends, understanding what and how much food your body needs and operates well on is crucial It's crucial for anyone who's struggled with restriction because it can help them understand how much your body really needs and actually set you up to enjoy holiday foods. I mean, if you know you need a certain amount of carbs in a day and then you look at that pumpkin pie and you see that that pumpkin pie is actually only 10% of your daily carb needs, it helps give you peace and helps you trust the process. If you struggle with overeating, understanding how you need to meet your needs consistently and how to do that is super helpful to prevent you from binging or overeating. And then if you do overeat, you have a clear like return to normalcy roadmap so that you don't start on that like restrict all day, binge all night, merry-go-round. Like you can just get back on track the next day. When it comes to knowing your nutrition needs, I believe there are two ways to do it. One, if you are in a place where you can hear your body's biofeedback, you feel connected to your body, things are operating smoothly in your body, you can just use your hunger satiety cues. It's beautiful how those are built in to help us learn how to fuel our body as appropriately. Now, if you're someone who maybe has like some medical issues, like perhaps cholesterol is too high, uh, blood pressure is high, maybe you're trying to recover from a nutrition deficiency or you have a specific goal, that's where pulling in a dietitian or working with someone who does do that for a living can help you come up with a plan. They can help fill in that nutrition science piece. I love doing that for people. And then, of course, using your biofeedback to adjust the plan and make it fit you and your body, but ultimately getting that direction from a professional who does this for a living. I mean, there's a reason we have a job, right? Like I go to my accountant to help me with my budget and my finances. I don't just ask you know, the person at the gym that I don't know anything about other than she has nice shoes, so I assume she has like a good budget. I mean, really, that's what we do. It's true. We look at people who are in thin bodies and we think they know everything about nutrition. So we ask them what they do rather than going to a professional and getting um, guided advice that's tailored to us. Okay, so that's number two, get to know your nutrition needs. And then number three, here's the tactical tip. 
I want you to maintain your top three healthy habits throughout the holiday season. This is going to be your rock solid self-care routine so that you can keep up with everything going on, all the different directions you're going to be pulled, some of the later nights, the social events. That's all fun and games. That's all a season. But if we can maintain our top three healthy self-care routine habits, we are going to get through this holiday season with more energy and ultimately more enjoyment. And that's what we're here for, right? That's the point of the whole holiday season is time for family and connection and slowing down. And we do better if we have better energy to do that. (laughs) For me, my top three include my exercise routine, my mindful eating practices when I am enjoying dessert foods, and one veggie-based meal. These are practices that I have found strongly support my rhythm. They make me feel better. They I sleep better. I'm just a happier human to be around when I partake in these three things. So exercise, this is my most solid self-care routine. Like I mentioned, I sleep better. I feel better. It truly sets the tone for my day. So in general, this one is a non-negotiable for me. I will work this into my week, whether it's three times or six times. I will do my best, but it has to be a part of my routine as long as I am healthy and able to do it. My mindfulness practice, this is something I like to do when enjoying foods outside of my normal nutrition rhythm. When I have dessert foods and all the holiday foods, I don't say no to myself. I I know myself well enough to know that if I put it off limits, it triggers my restrict binge cycle and I'm not willing to go back to that. So instead, what I do is practice mindful eating, which means I taste the food. I sit there and before I decide how much I'm going to eat, I decide how much I actually like it. I have to tell you guys an example of this. Oh, many years ago, I was giving a mindful eating course and I passed out chocolates. You guys know those little dove chocolates. If you don't know, they come in lots of different flavors. And I had grabbed some traditional ones like dark chocolate, um, sea salt, milk chocolate, and then some holiday ones like the pumpkin. Um, I think there was like a strawberries and cream. Anyways, I passed them out to the whole group. Everybody got a different flavor. And I asked them to open it up very slowly and I had them smell it. And, you know, of course, they're all annoyed with me. <laughs> they're like, just let me hit the freaking chocolate. So I asked them to open it up and take one bite. And I'm walking them through actually tasting it and prompting them with questions to decide whether or not they like the chocolate. And then we finished the chocolate and I came back and I asked some other questions. And what was amazing is that many people reported they didn't actually like the chocolate and they chose to not finish it. However, they stated that had they not had those prompts and they had just picked it up like in the hallway at their work, or in passing, they would have eaten the whole thing without even noticing. All of this to say, pulling in that mindfulness piece when we enjoy dessert is game-changing. It does a few things. One, it allows us to decide if we actually like it and whether or not we want to continue eating it. And then if we do like it and we want to continue eating it, we actually enjoy it. And isn't that the point of fun food? Like if I'm going to eat a piece of pumpkin pie, I'm going to enjoy it. And I don't want to just eat it on autopilot and go, wait, did I finish that whole thing? No, I'm going to enjoy every single taste. It's funny I use pumpkin pie. I don't actually like pumpkin pie. So (laughs) that would be an example of where I taste it and go, "Mm," you know, I think I'll have like the peanut butter bonbons or something (laughs) different. And then that last practice was a veggie-based meal. This is something I've started practicing this year, which is intentionally having one meal that is vegetable based because if I don't do this I don't eat enough veggies and when I do do it when I do do it do do <laughs> when I do do it I feel better and this might be a salad right now I'm eating this delicious fall salad with beets and butternut squash and a maple dressing or it might look like a veggie based stew last night we made a quinoa pumpkin zucchini tomato pepper stew mm, like talk about delicious 
But either way, I am getting one meal that provides me with a boatload of veggies. And I found that to be an excellent practice. So those are my practices. And those are the three habits that I will take into the holiday season and be very intentional about. I have my priorities clear so that I can stay committed to my goals and my own process as we go through this holiday season. Friends, I want to invite you to do the same so that you can enjoy this holiday season and you don't pull in guilt and shame. You don't find yourself tonight at Halloween going, do I eat the candy? Do I not eat the candy? Crap, I ate too much candy. Like You've got a clear map of what you want to get out of the next couple months. It is an invaluable practice because when we set aside this food struggle, when we don't have this stuff eclipsing our experience, we just get to be awesome. We just get to have an awesome holiday season. And that's what I want for you, friends. I'm super excited for what's to come. Like I mentioned, I will be kicking off the Happy Holiday Eating Series starting next week. We'll be doing three weeks of basically holiday prep work. We're going to be talking through how to enter in this holiday season in more tactical detail because I want this for y'all. I want it so badly. If you're ready to take that plunge even deeper and you do want help with your fuel plan, you want that roadmap, you can check out my resources at JessBrownRD.com. I've got a free three steps to empowered eating guide. And of course, the details that Food Foundations is ready for you. That is my self-paced e-course that is available to you at any time today. Like you could start today and enter in to Thanksgiving knowing what you want to get out of it. Yeah, like can you imagine how different it would be? It'd be incredible. I want that for you, friends. You can also find out more by joining me live on November 10th at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. I will see you guys over there. See you next week as we kick off the Happy Holiday Eating Series. Until next time, friends, cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome, Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.